episode was recorded prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for joining me, Eve, your host, for another episode of Poopology. I have here with me my co-host, Chris. Hi, everyone. And we have here today our special guest, Veronica. Hi, everyone. So we're going to kick things off today, as usual, with our poopy moments. So, Chris... Tell us about your poopy moment. All right. So this actually goes back two years ago. I was planning this trip, mother-daughter trip, to Iceland. Ooh. And yes. So by the way, if anyone has not been to Iceland, you must put it on your bucket list. It is one of the most breathtakingly beautiful countries mm. I've ever visited. So anyway, it was going to be a short but uh, jam-packed, like long weekend trip. I think like four days. Anyway... I get to the airport and the airline people at the, you know, check-in line, Mm. they look at my my passport and they say, oh, we can't let you board the plane. I'm like, why not? I have a valid passport. Like, your passport needs to be valid six months past the expiration date, which... You guys are nodding your heads like, yeah. duh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> no way okay. did I was informed, had any like knowledge that this was like a really like stern rule yeah. to the point where they're like, I, we cannot, even if we let you on the plane, the government official in Iceland will send you back and the airline will be fined $10,000 for putting you on the plane. So Whoa. I'm sorry, we cannot. And I don't typically cry in public, but <laughs> the oh reason why, but the reason why I was actually crying because my mom was going to meet me from LA in Iceland and, you know, no, uh, like, you know, talking bad about my mom or anything. She's a very independent, strong woman herself. She's probably very self-sufficient to have figured it out, but Mm. I was overly protective. My mom's meeting me in a foreign country. She doesn't speak Icelandic. And uh, so now I'm figuring out heck am I going to do? And they told me actually what's phenomenal is the fact that in New York City, I was in New York at the time, there is a 24-hour passport. Yeah, yeah. Like, mind-blowing lifesaver. So, okay, great. She gave me great instructions, including the fact that if you really want to, you know, um, get this and we could put you on the next fly, make sure you arrive at the passport agency at 5 a.m., etc. So that was all planned. But now I have to figure out, like, how am I going to, like, tell my mom? Like, do I have her, like, go to Iceland by herself overnight? And being the overprotective person that I was... um, I called my mom and thankfully she had a, a layover in Minneapolis or something. And they are literally like angels on this planet where the I told my mom the plan. I got you a hotel room at this Minneapolis airport. We're going to put you on the next flight, etc. And then the uh, airline guy that um, was on the flight that my mom was on, he literally got on the phone with me and was like, okay, so your mom just deplaned i'm gonna walk her to the bus yeah the shuttle that's gonna drop her off right in front mm-hmm. and my anxiety just went away and long story short <laughs> <laughs> even though i was so stressed out traumatic and freaking out like how am i gonna organize this with my mom yeah is she gonna be left stranded in iceland i got the passport we got to iceland we lost a day and it was still an amazing 48 hours but ladies that yes. moment, <laughs> it oh was poopy God. like 
for sure yeah. on many many levels so that sounds like a nightmare it was a nightmare in that moment like eve i was literally crying <laughs> yeah. like begging these airline people please just put me on the airplane like woman Oh you can God. cry all you want. We cannot put you on this plane. Yeah. 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 Oh so lesson learned for me, it was major. If you guys are planning anywhere to travel and your passport to travel within like the one year expiration date, you need to renew that passport. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that sounds like a bit of a nightmare, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing worse than missing a flight or, yeah. you know, something like this happening yeah. or, or turning up at the airport yeah. and realizing you've forgotten your passport. Oh exactly. Or, I mean, that sort of stuff is, I think, like really, I get really affected by things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I always so, check. Yeah. But this situation I, I was don't. like, <laughs> It was just so exacerbated, like, Breda, because I was trying to coordinate with my mom, who was trying to, like, yeah. you know, if she was yeah. on her way to New York City, I probably wouldn't have been less stressed out. Yeah, yeah. But, like, sending her to a foreign country oh, <laughs> and, like, telling her, basically, you're going to be there a night by yourself is what I was more really, really yeah. stressed about. Yeah. But um, and she was really calm and cool about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. She, she was like, honey, I would have been totally fine, da 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 yeah. But I was the overprotective child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens, though, doesn't it? You get yeah. a bit like that. I'm a bit like that with my mum. She's constantly saying things to me like, who do you think did stuff around here before you came along? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I got to where I got you to where you are without mm-hmm. killing you, so I must be all right. I'm like, oh, yeah, and okay, a lot more right. by doing this and <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so Veronica, what's your poopy moment? Yeah, mine as well goes a little bit back, mm-hmm. and it's about my time in Lisbon, where mm-hmm. I used to live for more or less one year. Mm-hmm. And then when I get there, I didn't know a word about Portuguese, mm-hmm. so I had to learn. Everything. Everything, yeah. So I had this intensive course for like a month. Yeah. And after three months, I started feeling, you know, really comfortable with the language. Mm. So I said, okay, I got it. Now I can speak Portuguese. Mm. It's fine. But I think that it was six months later I was there. We were just talking with a group of people. They were friends, but, you know. And I was talking about... Italian food, how much I was missing, pizza and everything. Mm. And I didn't know what I was saying, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm nervous. (laughs) I said, oh my God, guys, I really want a pizza. But the way how I said pizza, it was meaning something completely different. What does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? (laughs) Something... Um, I don't know how to say. <laughs> oh I'm getting more and more scared <laughs> as time yes. goes on. <laughs> oh my god, it's so embarrassing. Um, uh, <laughs> as she's going to answer Yeah, red and fanning right now. <laughs> I just remember that one of my friends came next to me and said, Look, Veronica, you don't really want to say that. At least you don't want to say that in public. Because maybe you really need it or want it, but we don't want to know, you know. <laughs> what, what is it? It's about sex. 
it what it's like one it's like having sex is that what it means oh uh, it, it was like i really i really want sex i'm horny yeah something, something like, like that, that. <laughs> something like that and my friends say no, i don't want to really say that say, oh my god so since, since then Every time I have to learn a new language, you know, yeah. I'm really scared about, you know, slang and these sort of things. So yes. I, I have to check the pronunciation and everything yeah. before say anything. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm scared to say, oh my God, I really want, you know, when yeah. you, 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 you feel passionate about something. Yeah, and you said it really passionately. <laughs> yeah. I really want pizza. <laughs> <laughs> With pepperoni. What were their reactions besides like your no, friends? My friend came to me, and all the others they were like, <laughs> "What is happening?" I was like, "What I'm saying and yeah. what it means." And my friend said, "Yeah, oh, you don't really want to know. <laughs> Just don't say it." <laughs> So we still have fun about this every time we meet. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember when you say that? I say, yeah, yeah, don't say it. Don't say it. I have unfortunately had those kind of moments a couple of times, which I've talked about on the show before. (laughs) You know, in the US with the fag and the and the coke, and you know some. Poor guy thought I was some sort of weird coke addict, gay sex slave person. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he thought. And then uh, I had the same situation with uh, on another episode I talked about uh, with the Turkish consulate. I have done that many times that I'm aware of, but I'm pretty sure I've done it many times that I'm not even aware of. You know, I think if you ask someone else, they would have probably way more stories, stories about how I've like said some random. Random stuff in the random languages <laughs> that that probably means something completely different. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's quite embarrassing. That's quite embarrassing. So we talked yesterday about politics, um, and today I mentioned briefly. So this is like a story that's on the forefront of my mind because uh-huh. in the last two days we've talked about politics so yeah. much. <laughs> um, but basically, so years and years ago, I'm campaigning to be a councillor for the first time. So I'm very, very young, just kind of got into the Labour Party, fresh-faced, all excited about everything. You know, everything's new to me. I get a phone call from a strange person I've never met before. And they're kind of like, what are you doing tomorrow afternoon? And I said, well, in the evening, I have dinner with the the first and the second council for the Turkish embassy ambassador. But like, it depends on what time. And he was kind of like, oh, around midday, one o'clock, what are you doing? And so I said, well, nothing at that time, as long as I'm you know, at this restaurant by six, mm-hmm. I'm free. What What do you, what, why are you, like, what do you want? And he's kind of like, well, there's an event and we think you should attend. And I was like, what kind of an event? And he said, oh, it's a community event. And I was like, okay. And, you know, when you're at that stage where you're, you know, running your campaign, especially for the first time, mm-hmm. you get told to go to lots of community events and obviously meet the community that you're eventually going to represent and talk to them and so they can know who you are and this kind of stuff. So I was used to that sort of thing. I just thought, like, I don't know you. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Why are you calling me, talking to me like you know me? And it all just seemed a bit like, because normally they say to you, this is an event for blah, blah, blah. So he was like, it's just a community event, just turn up at 12, 
you know, give your name at the door. If there's any problems, tell them, you know, that I called you, you know, my name is XXX. And I was like, okay, fine. So he's like, but you're definitely going to turn up because like, I'm now putting you down for it. And I was like, okay, fine. So anyway, next day, and luckily I'm dressed up like a Christmas tree because I thought after (laughs) this event, I'm going to go to the dinner, right? With the ambassadors guys. So that's why I was dressed like very, very extremely smart, you know, for that more than the community thing. And as I'm going around the, like the corner to this building that I had the address for, I see like sniffer, you know, like the police with the dogs that oh, sniff, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like there's all these police, like loads of police officers oh, with wow. dogs, with like big guns, you know, like, and oh. in England, we're not used to seeing, you know, guns. guns. Yeah. And these are like big machine guns. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? Like, what is going on here? And I just thought something might must have happened in the area, like, and that's why they're here. And there's loads and loads of police vans, like those big black, you know, vans with the grills on the front mm-hmm. and thinking what this is really strange and it's such a like a bizarre area because it wasn't like central central london it was just a like a you know a very residential mm. you know n- normal community like where anyone could possibly live yeah. you know was <laughs> not like a central london location so i was kind of like this is a bit bizarre anyway i go up to the door and i and i try to walk in and some humongous like bodyguard person kind of stopped me and, and was kind of like who are you so I said, I'm Eve Laws. And he looked on his list. He's like, I can't, you're not on the list. And I was like, well, this person sent me. And he told me if there was a problem that I should tell you that he sent me. So he's the one who told me to come here. He was like, yeah, but your name's not on the list. And I said, okay, well, can you just call him and ask him? Because he made me promise to be here. So I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing something important. Like, I'm happy to leave. But if I leave and then he calls me up and he's like, where the hell are you? You know, Mm. so I was kind of like, can you call him? Can you find him? Can you ask him? And as we're having this chat, this gentleman just pops out of nowhere. And he's like, hi, I'm so-and-so, you know, the person I spoke to the night before. And I'm like, hi. And he's like, great. And then he says to the guy, you know, it's fine, let her in. She's like, she's a part of this. And I'm thinking, I don't even know what I'm a part of. Like, what is going on here? He drags me in. He puts me into a tiny little room. And then he's just kind of like, wait here. Someone will come and talk to you. And I'm like, okay. And it was just really weird. You know, when you're kind of like... I don't know what is happening here. I was just gonna like, ask what, yeah. what's happening. What is happening? <laughs> and then he just like runs out, and there's all these people running around everywhere. And I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what is going on. And then some woman comes in, and she's like, oh, I've got to put some makeup on your face. And I'm like, uh, uh, why? And she was like, well, because that's what I've been asked to do. And I'm like, yeah, but why? And she was like, I, well, I don't know. It's just what I've been asked to do. And she's like, you need to ask someone else who's in charge. I just do the makeup. And I'm like, I don't really know, like, what is happening. (laughs) And then some other woman comes in and she's like, oh, no, this can't do. And she takes, like, the scarf off my neck and she puts a different necklace on me. And I'm like, what is happening? Where's all my clothes going? Why am I having makeup put on? Why am I in this room? You know, I thought I was coming to a community event. And then this guy comes back and I'm like, listen, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm leaving now because I think it's not for me, whatever it is. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, you can't leave now. You know, it's all being arranged. And I'm like, but what is being arranged? Like, no no one's actually told me anything. Yeah. And then he just throws this, like, bundle of papers at me and says, 
Um, you need to memorise these. Um, and you've got about 15 minutes. And then he's looking at his time and there's people running around. And he's like, when's he going to be here? When are they coming? And these people are like, oh, you know, whatever, five two whatever 225 and he's like so yeah 15 20 minutes max so you gotta get your shit together and i'm like but i don't know what is and i started to like sweat you know when you just get yes. nervous you're like i just thought i was coming to a room with like some members of the community to say hey yeah. i'm eve you know vote for me what's your problems let me hear them and now there's like makeup on my face. There's random people running around me. Some people are coming. I don't know who's coming. I'm supposed to memorize some questions. I don't know who I'm meant to ask them to. I just yeah. have no concept of what the hell is going on. Yeah. And this door keeps opening and closing to the uh-huh. room that I've been put in. But outside, I can't see anything other than just people running around, basically. Uh-huh. And then some other person walks in and I said, listen, you need to stop. I was like, I need to leave because whatever it is, I'm now like scared. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want to be here. I'm nervous. I don't want to do whatever it is. Like I'm not prepared for it. I'm not ready. I just thought I was coming to a community meeting mm-hmm. and now I don't even know where I am or what I'm doing here. Yeah. And she was like, oh, no way. Like it's all, it's all done now. You've got no choice. You're not going anywhere. And I'm like, yeah, but what am I doing? Like still no one's explained to me what I'm doing. And he's like, she's like, do you not have the script? And I'm like, I've been given this. And then she's like, yes. So have you memorized it? And I was like, no, because someone walked in like three minutes ago, Uh threw it at me and then left. Like, what am I doing here? Then she says the PM's coming. And I'm like, who the hell? And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is the PM? And then all these people are coming and they're like, the PM's coming, the PM's coming. I'm like, who's the PM? Like, I don't know what that means. And at the time I was like, I have n- like, just getting even more profusely nervous because I'm like, who's the PM? Well, who's coming? Like, why are they coming? Why, what has that got to do with me? What about me? I wake up this morning thinking I was going to have a chilled out day. This is not what I had planned. And then everybody just leaves the room. I'm in this room on my own, shaking, sweating, trying to remember these (laughs) questions, which literally I can't remember what I read like two seconds ago because my mind is just, you know, I'm so nervous. Still nervous of what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's coming. You know, I just, I'm just like, okay, just learn the fucking questions and then get out and ask them to whoever's in front of you. (laughs) It'll be fine. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, just do what you're told. And, um, and at one point, I swear to God, I was looking for a window to climb out. (laughs) I was literally like, how do I get out of this? Like, what the fuck? Why did I say yes to this? You know? And, um. And then this guy opens the door and he's like, okay, I'm going to take you out now. Don't say anything. Um, They're probably going to ask you, they're all going to be screaming out for you to tell them your name and who you are. So you just have to give your name and tell them that you're a candidate for the Labour Party for this, you know, council. And that's it. And just leave it at that. Don't answer any other questions. And then when the PM walks in, then when this person walks in, and then some other guy, and then this and that. And I'm just like, So, and then I said, look, again. And then I went, can you, just can you slow down for two seconds? What the fuck is the PM? And I think that was my exact words. And he just looked at me really confused, like, you don't know. (laughs) I don't know what is happening. 
said, the Prime Minister's coming. And I was like, okay. And then, but why am I here? And he's like, because you're going to be the one that basically carries out the interview in front of about 70,000 different members of staff. And I was like, what? And I said, but nobody told me that's why I needed to be here. (laughs) Otherwise, I would have said no. So he said, well, it's too late now because he's going to be here in about three minutes. So you need to go out now. And I walked out. There was just bright, like, lights because they they are all on top of chair. You know, there's... When you mm. see that, I've never seen that, obviously, mm. before. You know, all these press people are all standing on top of each other, on chairs, on tables, on anything they can find. And there's just, like, loads of lights everywhere and loads of flashes. Some of them are taking photos. Some of them have got cameras. Uh-huh. And they're all shouting, what's your name? What's your... Because they, then they write it down, you know, so underneath it comes up as who who you are supposed to be. Oh, so um, they're all screaming at me, and I'm like, Eve Laws. And they're like, shout louder, we can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Eve Laws. <laughs> I was completely mortified. I was oh. completely mortified. I swear to God, I was literally physically shaking and thinking, I don't know how to get through this. Like, I don't know, because everything happens so fast. You know, I came to something not knowing what the hell it was. And then within 20 minutes, I was sitting in front of like the world's press, basically, in a, in a, oh, in a little room, minister. waiting for the prime minister. Oh. And then the lights felt like they turned off. But basically, he had walked in. Uh-huh. So they all turned, you know, all the cameras <laughs> turned to, to where he is. So then the prime minister comes and he walks around and he's like saying hello to the press. And then he comes. And he continues coming towards me. And then I got up because I'm like, I think I'm meant to get up now. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he put his hand out. So I put, I put my hand out. We had a little handshake. And then we were still shaking hands. And then we were continuing to shake hands. And we continued to shake hands. And I was like, is this handshaking going to stop at any stage? <laughs> Uh, and he's smiling and I'm smiling, only just shaking hands. <laughs> and then he pulled me a little bit and he whispered in my ear, so my name is Tony Blair. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, my name is Evil. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, nice to meet you. And then continued shaking and we continued shaking I'm like what does he want me to say next like I don't know sit down (laughs) I have no idea like what I'm supposed to say and uh, and then he pulls me again and he's like I'm the prime minister of Great Britain (laughs) and I was like I'm a candidate for the Labour Party he's like Oh, very nice to meet you. <laughs> Basically, obviously, what you're meant to do is yeah. say hello, you know, and introduce yourself yeah. and whatever. But because we were shaking hands and staring at each other, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> he thought that he would lead the way. Lead yeah, the way. and obviously, it was a little bit ridiculous, though. You know, <laughs> hello, I'm Tony Blair. Oh, really? Really? So yeah, so that was my that was my scary scary moment. Wow. So yeah, and then after he that sat is... down, I saw everybody else. So in the lineup was Harriet Hartman, who at the time was like the uh-huh. 
his right-hand woman as such. Um, and then uh, Ken Livingstone, who was the mm-hmm. mayor of uh, Greater London Authority at the okay. time. And then Valerie Shawcross was there. And, you know, it was like a lineup of and Tessa Jell, who was the MP for the Olympic Committee. But oh. at that time, she was the MP for culture and mm-hmm. arts or something like that. So there was this lineup of very high profile, you know, some of the most yeah. famous politicians <laughs> in the country at that time. And I was just kind of like, oh my God. How did I get myself into it? I'm still very perplexed how you were not informed in any yeah. way. Nobody possible. told me. And apparently, uh, and then I found out later, you never get told because it's a security risk. Oh, that's um, right. Because that's right. when you have five, six of the most important people in government yeah. sitting in a little room somewhere, they don't actually want anyone to know that they're going to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So to, to stop <laughs> well. you from telling all your friends and family, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, all these people are going to be here and then someone, I don't know, coming in trying to kill them yeah yeah um they basically just never tell anyone that that's what they're going to be doing okay no that makes sense but holy cow put you through a little ringer there (laughs) yeah i mean that was the first time and i was totally shocked i don't know how i got through the questions pretty sure i mumbled and said some random shit at some point that made no sense asshole in turkish (laughs) (laughs) luckily not luckily no asshole in turkish or english but i definitely mumbled said some crazy stuff all i remember is that tony bless smelt damn good really i remember Mm. he had very good aftershave because throughout the whole thing i was thinking hmm you smell good (laughs) i know He smelled really good and he was by far one of the most charming, well not one of the, the most charming politician Mm. I have ever met in my life. I can completely understand why he was, you know, so successful because Mm. he was very engaging. And actually many years later with Obama, Mm -hmm. even though I never met Obama face to face, you know, I felt like he had the similar kind of charisma. And, you know, there's just this element of you just get drawn in. Absolutely. So he he was very much like that Mm -hmm. and and very good. Like he guided me through some of the questions because I was like, so it was really really good that was my first time but i did subsequently end up in other events after a while it became like i knew that there was possibility that something ridiculous yeah. was gonna happen so you prepared yourself a little bit yes. yeah so i was a little bit more prepared and mm. you know i knew the protocol by then and you know like get up shake mm-hmm. hands introduce yourself and all that sort of stuff well it may be so. kind of poopy, but it's kind of also extraordinary. Once in a lifetime, yeah. mm. not many people can say they were shaking hands, you know, for quite a while with <laughs> Mr. Tony Blair, the Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. Could yeah. smell his aftershave and all. It, it was it was pretty crazy. It was pretty. It was very nerve wracking. But I think I was high for about three days. You know, I what came out. And I was talking really fast. You know when you're yeah, just when like you're nervous, like all this pent up, like weird yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was talking really fast, and I was like completely manic. And I called my mother, and my mom's like, "What is happening?" I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> "She's going, I can't understand you. Like, what are you talking about?" So I'm like, "I just met the prime minister. <laughs> Turn on BBC News now." <laughs> So, oh, were you on BBC News? Yeah, it was on all the news 
these channels. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's why they Can were we there. Fish that up. I want to see you. It was on all the news channels, some some newspapers. So I have some cuttings, and because I was sitting wow. right next to him, I'm in all the photos. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. So it was it was very good for my uh, my profile. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I must have performed relatively okay, even with my mumbling and tumbling and not being quite mm-hmm. sure. And I think I fit a good profile. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like young, relatively good looking, slim at the time. Uh, you know, relatively eloquent, spoke <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Relative. Yeah. Don't cut yourself short. <laughs> so I think I fit a good profile too. So I got selected as one of these like go-to people. Oh, so awesome. I did a couple of events like that with him after that during different election times. and oh, yeah, wow. And had a couple of car incidences, drove from, you know, you were in the same car with him. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. from one venue to another venue in between. Got a little club. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so I did a lot of, like, you know, political stuff at that time. But that was the first ever, and it was, like, the most shocking. <laughs> and I think I must be the only, like, uh, at that point, potential politician that didn't know what PM meant. PM, is there an S missing? Yeah, traumatizing, I would say. Mm. Mm. Traumatizing. It was quite shocking. Yeah, and a great experience, Foods, though. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I don't think many people can say mm. they've experienced Pe- anything like mm. that. So even if it was traumatizing, pretty special. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I ran home because I finished earlier than I thought. So yeah. I ran home to um, just freshen myself up and talk to my mom about, obviously, my yeah. amazing experience. And in my, like, crazy energy, like, what the hell just happened to me kind of phase, uh-huh. I, because I was taking these guys out for dinner, I left my purse at home. Oh. So then I ended up going out with the ambassador's the, guys yeah. and oh. then making them pay for dinner. <laughs> and not only that, but I spent the whole dinner talking about myself and how I, you know, just had this amazing day, you know. <laughs> Like, not interested in what you're doing at all. (laughs) Look at me. Um, And then, you know, and then had this little session at the end of the dinner as well. Like, okay, I'll pay. And they're like, oh, no, no, we can't let you. Yeah, but I invited you. You know, of course I'm going to pay. Oh, no, no. Oh, but please. Oh, okay, then. Uh, Actually, I think you're going to have to pay. (laughs) It was horrible. It was horrible. My mom just thought it was hilarious. I came home and I'm like, I made the ambassador pay for dinner. <laughs> I mean, I just took care of the prime minister so the ambassador can pay for me. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty hectic. Pretty wow. hectic. So that's up there with the poopy moments, I think. Mm, that's yeah. a good one. Mm. Yeah. So swiftly onto today's subject. So Veronica, we were talking a couple of days ago. And you had mentioned that you are from a part of Italy yeah. uh, where people are still quite conservative, surprisingly conservative. So uh, when you briefly mentioned it to me, because my first thought was, you know, generally, especially within Europe, you know, our, our misconceptions are, you know, if you think of like France, Spain, Italy, we think of them as being quite modern. You know, yeah. like, like the UK or, you know, like US in our heads, you know, yeah. more traditional kind of valued countries are thought of as not being, you know, the kind of the Western countries. Mm-hmm. So you were telling, you know, me about 
these traditional values still existing and someone yeah. like you a young lady who are, you know owns her own business and you know does her own thing leaving the country you know moving abroad and doing all these wonderful things is sometimes actually still considered to be controversial yeah yeah absolutely i think that especially in south of italy we pretend to be like open-minded but we are not at all mm. i mean i left my parents home at when i was 18 for mm-hmm. university i mean it, i used to live not far i mean from my house but it was still another city so people used to think about me like oh my god she left you know she went to another city okay it's for the university but we have a really good university next to our house why she left and then i moved to lisbon and then I spent, yeah, I spent there like one year and then I came back because at this time I was engaged. So I said, okay, let's come back. Let's see what's going to happen, you know, with jobs and everything. And we decided to get married. So, yeah, let's organize everything. You know, my family, all proud. Oh, my gosh, she's getting married, you know, big party, everything. And I think it was the worst year of my life and it's quite sad to say because you know when you start to think about your wedding and everything like that should be something oh my god wow it's happening you know but one month before the yeah the date I just left everything and I said okay you just had enough basically yeah and I said was it the pressure like was it that everybody wanted something different um I think it was more about me worrying about what other people was thinking about right you know I was organizing this great party but at the end of the day it was a party for someone else not for me exactly so I said okay I'm not gonna be happy in this way he's not gonna be happy in this way so Mm. it's good if we Mm -hmm. don't do it anymore Mm -hmm. and of course it was like shocking for everyone especially for my dad but because you know Mm -hmm. in his mind it was everything done Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. she's marrying then she will have a baby family Mm -hmm. blah 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 everything and then I left everything and the worst thing it was that I said I'm leaving the country so it was like crazy for everyone especially for my family I think that after a while they got you know why I was doing this Mm -hmm. but all the other people around in the city even if it's not a small city they keep talking about my choice what I was doing so it was quite you know stressful for me because I cannot even walk on the street and people came to me asking why oh wow Wow. I mean it's not your business (laughs) so um, that's why I'm saying that we are still conservative because I mean not because woman is you know the one that needs to stay at home and do everything mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's still something like yeah. that yeah so i'm lucky because my family is is an amazing family i mean okay. of course they they were really you know surprised about everything because when you don't speak about your problems or you know everything is going on in your yeah. relationship of course they can't understand yeah of mm-hmm. course but at the same time they say okay we can see that you're not happy anymore so please don't do it mm. But it is not 
quite common, you know, mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that they made a different decision just because everything was planned. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they said, okay, but now I got the dress, I got, you know. It's too late to go it's back. It's too late, yeah. but it's never too late, I yeah, guess. Yeah, of course. But what I told it was, okay, I'm not happy. And the worst thing is that you can't make happy another person. So you're going to make everything too complicated yeah. you know mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and so that what happened to me and this is my of course personal experience but from what i can still see today yeah i mean nothing changed yeah and when i moved to the uk i've started as an au pair because yeah you know i didn't know anything about uk i mean i never been here before and i said okay let's do it yeah and i've started with this family great family with a single mom and an amazing little boy i was looking Mm. after and they also left me to come back to italy with a little boy oh two times yeah so the first time the mom came with me as well and the second time was just me and the little boy that's Cool. But the crazy yeah. things was yeah. that when I came back the first time, mm-hmm. people Sorry. that they used to know me, they saw me with a little boy, oh. four years old. They think yeah. it's your child. Yeah. And yeah. they said, oh my God, it's yeah. yours. It looks like you. And I was like, no. I mean, it's four years old. I left six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's possible, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I had to listen these sorts of things and yeah. you think mm-hmm. what the hell i mean yeah how is possible you don't have anything else to do that yeah you know, yeah think about what i've done or what i'm doing or mm-hmm. whatever and it's quite sad because i mean yeah we are in 2020 yeah almost yeah. so yeah you can't yeah. think yeah. stuff like that and yeah even when i come back you know people look at me like oh look at her she left oh, oh she yeah. changed Oh, she's another person. I'm st- still me, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I've just had more time for myself here because the routine is different. Of yeah. course, I had the chance to work more on myself, find my job. Yeah. This is another question because in Italy, of course, be a graphic designer is still hard, mm-hmm. especially in south of Italy. But... I mean, doesn't mean that if you leave or you decide to do something different or mm. something that is not, you know, usual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are not right. Yeah. I think course. that you have to think about your happiness first mm. and then 100%. everything else. Yeah. So basically that's yeah. it. I mean, I think it's crazy that people were kind of coming up to you and asking you, like, why did you you know stop your wedding or whatever yeah. like it seems like a very you know even if you knew that like one of your neighbors or something like that had happened in your mm-hmm. you know in your circle i think that you'd be you wouldn't want to go and ask like it seems very intrusive yeah. exactly it? Like, i mean i think rationally it seems intrusive but mm. i think i'm assuming this where you grew up is a small town right it's like not population that, i mean yeah it's, it's not, small but okay. it's not that small okay so because i was gonna make the assumption and please correct yeah. me if I'm wrong that like you know usually small or very conservative like yeah. towns everyone like there's not much going on so part of social time is to get into everybody else's business yeah and to your point i have to really say i honor you and respect you for Mm -hmm. actually you know 
honoring yourself and what made you happy mm. as opposed to worrying about what everybody else's opinion of my life mm. is. Mm. And right now I think it's so prevalent that like, you know, there's all these um, societal expectations and rules of like what defines success or mm. happiness. Yeah. But, you know, Eve, your definition of happiness is very different from my definition of happiness. Mm -hmm. And same to Veronica. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so important, no matter what family expectations or yeah. these cultural expectations or mm -hmm. these freaking neighbors who have no business being in my <laughs> yeah. life, yeah. definition of happiness, like, we should all be living our life on our own terms yeah. yeah but just sometimes you just have a lot of pressure on you yeah, yeah. so yeah. i also understand other people that they didn't take you know the same decision mm. yeah. yeah doesn't mean that he's wrong or right you know but i, I can understand them yeah. because if you have your as i said i didn't have my parents say that but I know people that they had their parents say, oh my God, you can't do that yeah, now. Yeah, or, yeah. or we paid everything. It's that whole yeah. keeping up appearances thing, you know, mm -hmm. isn't it? So, but I think it's much more of a cultural thing actually yes. than yes. to do with um, the size of where you come from. But there are the, all these kind of insular, like community, cultural things. Like yeah. when mm -hmm. I think about it in Turkey, we have a similar sort of thing. And sometimes mm -hmm. in huge cities like Istanbul, which is like mm -hmm. a ginormous overpopulated city that has a population, I'm sure, much yeah. higher than London. But, you know, wherever you live, mm -hmm. all your neighbors will know who you are, mm -hmm. who's come to your house, who's left your house. You know, they literally mm -hmm. watch from the windows. Yeah, yeah, and they, they can give a report of, like, who's coming and out of your house. <laughs> Single ladies tend to not live on their own. Wow. Um, they'll still live with their family. Uh -huh. um, uh, that's still considered, like, slightly strange mm. even today but even if you are living on your own they will watch and if you have too many guys coming, coming. in and out of your house <laughs> yeah, yeah. then you'll get branded you know oh. uh, as something you know and you could just have like a lot of male friends or they could exactly. be work colleagues or it could mm -hmm. be anything like they could be your third cousin you know yeah. but, but they don't know that so generally there's this like weird stigma and it seems to happen more towards women you know, mm -hmm. it's fine for a single guy to live on his own. And I'm yeah. sure single guys living on their own have way more girls coming to their house than <laughs> girls have guys coming to their house. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they won't get the same sort of stigma or the gossip or the whatever yeah. as, you know, a woman, a woman would. So those kinds of strange dynamics, even in what I would consider relatively modern city, you know, Istanbul, mm -hmm. um, and a huge city still exist. And I'm sure there are other places in the world where that yeah. where that happens yeah. too. I could totally relate. Okay. Normally people's pain is funny. <laughs> 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 